Welcome to another edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host, here with you as always. And in today's show, I'll be previewing week four for fantasy in 2021 with big questions, starter sit, and booms and busts. The usual segments on today's show. I'll be doing all that. Happy that you guys are here for episode 96. Thank you so much if you are tuning in and listening to this right now. I appreciate you. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the uh, podcast if you haven't already, wherever you listen, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon Music, uh, Audible, um, Podbean, CastBox, wherever you are. I mean, we're on all of those unless something has changed, which I am not aware of. Uh, but yeah, just wherever you listen to podcasts, I'm sure you've found the show if you're currently hearing it. But subscribe, leave a review. Um, I would appreciate that as well. Follow me on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF if you want more fantasy football content. The podcast update Twitter is at SGF pod. Follow the live show at SG Sports Talk, YouTube, Second Eagle Sports Talk. Um, you can find it there. So, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about today. First, we're going to talk about some news as well. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited to discuss fantasy today. Episode 100 comes out two weeks, two weeks from today. That's that's incredible. That That's, like, really, really <laughs> very close to now. So um, it's uh, crazy that we've gotten this far. But yeah, episode 100 is in fact coming up two weeks from today. So thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Let's get into the news. Oh my. I, I, I clicked the drop again. That's the second straight episode where I clicked it while I was still talking. And I don't know, I seeming to have an issue with that. I just tapped my computer and boom, there it goes. So yeah, uh we're we're into the news uh this has never happened before i've clicked plenty of drops and it's never happened until the last two episodes but now it's happened twice so anyway let's get into it aj brown could miss a week or two quote with his hamstring injury uh per ian rapaport it doesn't look like he's gonna play this week unfortunately he left last week's game very early he probably hurt you for he definitely hurt you for fantasy if you had aj brown um but Overall, tough situation for him. Yeah, I wouldn't expect him to play this week. I'd be looking for a replacement if I had him on my roster, which I do. Josh Gordon probably won't play in week four per Andy Reid. This makes sense. He just signed with the team, with the Chiefs, needing acclimation time. It makes sense. Finally, Julio Jones and Dalvin Cook are both uncertain for week four. Julio has a leg injury that popped up. Didn't play a ton of snaps last week. Um, If you're looking for replacements, I guess it's Nick Westbrook-Ekine and... um, Chester Rogers, but I wouldn't start any Titans receivers if Julio's out. Dalvin Cook, it's his status seems up in the air. I think he's going to play, but it's pretty seems pretty close to 50-50 right now. Uh, make sure Alexander Madison's rostered in your league. If he's not, go pick him up. Uh, but Dalvin Cook is questionable. That's all the news. That was quick. Uh, I guess let's get into big questions. This time I clicked the drop at the right time. Number one, big question. Will Jonathan Taylor improve? He has struggled throughout the first three weeks of the season. I think that there is a buy low opportunity here on Jonathan Taylor. Naheem Hines has actually scored more fantasy points this year than Jonathan Taylor. I believe that's full PPR, but not 100% sure. But in half PPR, Jonathan, whatever format you play, Jonathan Taylor hasn't been too great. In week one, he had a lot of catches, which kind of saved him. But in week two and three, week, week two, it was inefficient. Week three was efficient, but didn't get a ton of carries. But I think people are overreacting a little bit. Jonathan Taylor has still had 50 touches through the first three weeks of the season. 
that's not bad. He's not going to be written out of the offense. They know he's a talented player. Yes, there are some offensive line struggles, but he's also faced like the Rams in week two when he was inefficient. That was a struggle. Against Seattle in week one, he made up for it with receptions. Against Tennessee in week three, he was pretty efficient. But he also has not gotten into the end zone yet. So he's the RB29, which isn't great. It's like borderline flex-worthy production so far from Jonathan Taylor, but he hasn't scored yet. And that's going to change. Also, the Colts are 0-3, and that's going to change. Plenty is on the rise for Jonathan Taylor. I still think he can be a top 12 running back for the remainder of this season. He's right on that RB1 borderline for me right now. Um, Question number two, is Allen Robinson no longer startable? Things went downhill really, really fast for Allen Robinson. He gets Detroit this weekend. I I would say if you can... I mean, he's had four catches over the last two games. He has really struggled, but he can be fine this week against the Detroit defense that Justin Fields or whoever plays may be able to take advantage of. He is a great player. We know that. Um, thinking about like guys like Hunter Renfro or Tim Patrick compared to Allen Robinson, I think I would honestly start both of them. Um over Allen Robinson if we see Fields out there against Detroit. But actually, oh, that's a hard one. I think I actually might. It's very close between those guys. If either of those guys are available in your league, they've been getting a lot of targets. They've actually been good. I think both of them go in the lineup for me over Allen Robinson, although it's very close. But I think Allen Robinson is still worth a buy low opportunity. We've seen a lot of panic over him. If When Andy Dalton comes back and starts, I think it's going to be okay. Fields isn't going to be that bad every game. He's going to complete more than six passes in games. So it's not that Allen Robinson is no longer startable. It's that you sometimes, there might be some guys you can stream who you might seem better. Although Tim Patrick and Hunter Renfro, both of those guys, very close for me. Will Devontae Smith bounce back? Yes, he will. Um, he hasn't really been on the same page with Jalen Hurts over the last couple of weeks. Playing the Chiefs this week, uh, it's... He's not a terrible start. I think if you have, again, there's better options. I think a Tim Patrick or Hunter Renfro is a better option, but if you don't have those, if they aren't available in your league, he it's fine. You're thin at wide receiver. It's fine to throw him in. He has 21 targets over the first three weeks of the season. He's just caught five of his 13 in weeks two and three. It'll, it'll change. He's a good receiver. Jalen Hurts will get him the ball. He's going to be okay. Um, Look to buy him low. If you don't have him currently in fantasy. Let's move on to starter sit. All right, starter sit. Number one, Tim Patrick versus Baltimore with KJ Hamler out for the season now um, with, I guess I didn't talk about that in the news, but he is out for the season now with an ACL with Jerry Judy out for looks like at least the next week, probably more. I think Tim Patrick's worth a start. Five catches for 98 yards last week against the Jets. He has only had 13 targets over the first three weeks of the year, but he has caught uh, all but one of those. He catches his targets. He will get targeted on all areas of the field, get yards after the catch. He's had two touchdowns as well, scored double-digit fantasy points and half PPR in all three games. He is good. He is worth a start, even against Baltimore. He's going to be one of the only options for this team, and the Broncos will need a pass to stay in this game against Lamar Jackson. The Ravens might be a bold take here, but Tim Patrick is a start. Miles Gaskin versus the Colts is also a start. We saw Gaskin get a good workload last week with Jacoby Brissett who will again play this week uh, with Brissett. They're going to ne- need to rely on him. He got some targets, just didn't do much with them last week. We can see if that changes, but I think miles Gaskin is worthy of a flex, maybe an RB two um, start. Finally, Michael Carter 
versus the Titans. I think I'm going to sit Michael Carter this week. We were missing Tevin Coleman last week. Obviously, um, Tevin Coleman hasn't been that good, despite me hyping him up all offseason. Uh, Michael Carter, though, last week wasn't very good either. Uh, the team got shut out. They couldn't really run the ball. I don't expect the Jets to do much better this week against Tennessee. Tennessee is going to be winning, and it's going to be Derrick Henry, and they're going to dominate the time of possession, and I don't see much for Michael Carter and the Jets. So Michael Carter this week is a sit for me. Um, all right, let's move on to booms and busts. All right, booms and busts. Number one, Amari Cooper versus the Panthers. Cooper has had six receptions over the past two games. He has been kind of bad, and he's facing a Panthers team that has been doing well over the start of the season, but I'll make the case for him. Number one for the Panthers, they lost their rookie cornerback, J.C. Horn, for the season. Um, and uh, But the Panthers, while they're 3-0, have played the Jets, the Saints, and the Texans. Playing the Jets, the Saints, and the Texans back-to-back-to-back is not hard for a secondary to shut down, and the Panthers did just that. Dallas is easily the best passing attack they will see, or they have seen so far this season. Um, and I think Amari Cooper is going to be necessary in this game. I think looking to shut down the big play like Carolina has kind of been doing, obviously you can tell it's been working because they've allowed just 30 points over their first three games. But like even against like a chuck it up deep ball, ball guy like Zach Wilson or James Winston, these guys haven't been getting much of that, many of those big plays. I think the game, I'm not, I can't like obviously say this with certainty because I'm not the coach, but it feels like the game plan will be to shut down the big play kind of CeeDee Lamb. And Amari Cooper as a route runner can, I'm not saying CeeDee Lamb's going to be bad. CeeDee Lamb can still be very good this week, but Amari Cooper, the route runner can be a safety option. I think that potentially gets overlooked, especially because of his production, lack of production over the last couple of weeks. I think he can be really, really good. Put up a PPR monster game this week. Next player, Terry McLaurin versus the Falcons. If you have Terry McLaurin, don't panic. Um, I know he wasn't that great in week three. I know he wasn't that great in week one, but he was good in week two. And he's playing the Falcons. This is going to be a good game for Taylor Heineke to settle in against a not a very good defense. McLaurin will exploit. He'll be open all game. I could see easily 14 targets like he got against the Giants. He will exploit the Falcons secondary. This is an easy pick, an easy bounce back pick for me. For the busts, it's Damian Harris versus the Bucks. Harris got six carries last week. He has not been getting the reception or the goal line work like we wanted, even though Cam Newton's gone. Five receptions through the first three weeks, one touchdown. And against Tampa, he is going to get shut down. I expect Tom Brady and Bruce Arians to destroy the Patriots from start to finish. And it's not going to be Bill Belichick. We know when he's behind, um, he will abandon the run very, very quick. That's just how he operates. And that's what we saw with Damian Harris when the Patriots lost 28-13. Harris was out of the game plan. In a negative game script, when they are behind, Damian Harris won't be involved. And so he's going to bust this week, in my opinion. I would look for better options. You can start him if you have to, but I don't expect much. Then Miles Sanders as well, I think is going to be a bust. He's playing Kansas City. Um, It's just so hard to... Obviously, Miles Sanders isn't going to get two carries like he got last week. But against Kansas City, this team is this is a game where the team is going to be behind early. I think Miles Sanders can still be fine because he is involved in the passing game a little bit more than Damian Harris. And I think Nick Sirianni is going to want to recommit to him. But I don't see a trip to the end zone for him. And I also don't see like 17 or 18 opportunities. So... It's hard to see a high ceiling. I don't hate Miles Sanders this week, but I do think he's not going to live up 
to, he's not going to have a boom game by any means and not going to get in the end zone, not going to have a workhorse role. So there's a good chance that he's not all that great. Um, all right. That is it for the show. This was a quick one, but we got through a lot of stuff quick. Thank you guys for listening. Whole, or follow, follow me on Twitter uh, at Calvin underscore SGF. If you want more fantasy content, SGF pod for the podcast, SG sports at SG sports talk for the YouTube. If you want to follow Chris, follow him at Chris underscore SGF two weeks until episode 100. Thank you guys for listening, supporting all that. Leave a review if you haven't already. And yeah, go check out the, I guess if you want more content, go check out the other show from this week where uh, I guess I talked waivers and stuff and reactions. So that's up there. Um, yeah. And we'll keep an eye out next week. We got two more shows coming your way. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next time.